And this is a Black Monday special. And a Black Monday special. Black Monday all week long in here, baby. What's good, peoples? What's good? What's good? We are we are here live in the den. You know, I'm Mark, a.k.a. The Vet, and I'm live in the den. We're going to hear talking about Black Monday special, baby. This is a word that is going to be spread around all week long for the hottest updates and who getting fired and who's coming in as new coaches, new GMs, new owners, and everything going down this week, baby. Letting y'all know that straight up. This is coming down from the wire. It is Black Monday, and it has started off real good now and live in full effect with new coaches coming about, people getting fired, quarterbacks are retiring, possibly. We're going to talk about all that tonight on Live on the Show. Tonight's show is going to be it, 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 it's brought to you by Buzz Driving. Y'all will hear that at the beginning of the show. And if you guys don't know about Buzz Driving, Buzz Driving is when you get buzzed and it's all in the prelude of the commercial. That is going to be live at the end. Everybody, we are preluded by Buzz Driving. Brought to you by Buzz Driving, I'm sorry. That's what we brought to you by. Now, tonight's show, like I said, it's Black Monday. And if you don't know what Black Monday means, that means people are getting fired today. That means it's cleaning house season. And that means for particular teams like in the NFL are getting fired today around and particular people are getting fired around the NFL today. And it, it, it's amazing to me how good my team has done this week. It's amazing to me how we can come off the saddest lo- losing season ever and go out there and clean house like we did. We have gotten rid of one to we got rid of one bad apple and gained a very good head coach in the process of it. And and it it's a lot of players that need to be resigned this year, and there's a lot of players that need to go this year. And I think that the new head coach of the Washington Redskins, Mr. Ron Rivera, will get the job done come these next seasons that he is staying here in Washington, DC for. And I do also believe that, you know. Ron has a bigger role than what we think he has. I think that Ron Rivera has a bigger task to do than what anybody else expected him to do with the Redskins firing Bruce Allen as of today. He was stripped of his presidency role really on Sunday and Saturday. But, you know, as of today, he has really been fired, fired as of today. This team went three and thirteen as of today. You know, went three and thirteen in the regular season. Worst season since we'd had since maybe twenty twelve. No, I'm sorry, not twenty twelve, but the previous year before that. This team has seen a drought. This team is tired of seeing droughts. This team went out there and got them a head coach that know what the hell he's doing. Put it like that. They know what the hell they're doing and they know what the hell they want to get in DC. And I believe a man named Jerry Jones had a personalized conversation with Daniel Snyder on the sideline in that game against the Dallas Cowboys. If anybody didn't see that game, I don't know where you was at. 
It was one of the saddest losses that we had all year long, 47 to 16. That was the saddest loss we ever had, but the team didn't really give a damn. And you could see it on the field that they was just ready to play the game, get the hell out of the way. I feel sorry for the uh, Bill Callahan because he didn't even get a chance to interview for the job. And he, he was getting in position to trying to get the job done, though. But, you know, Callahan wasn't he was just an intern. Now, a lot of Redskins fans out there are excited about this new head coach, Ron Rivera. A lot of people aren't excited about Ron Rivera, you know, and and you can have your personal opinion of Ron Rivera. You can. And 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 that's no problem to have that. Ron took a team to a Super Bowl. He is a Super Bowl winning player. You know, back in the 80s, he won a Super Bowl back in the 80s, being a player. Ron has a lot, a lot of background to him that a lot of people just don't know about him. And, you know, he's a he's an offensive genius. You know, he's a defensive genius as well, too. He has held a lot of defensive uh, positions, defensive coaching positions, Let's start with the Chicago Bears from 97 to 98. He was defensive quality control coach. Philadelphia Eagles in 99 and 2003, early 2003. He was a linebackers coach from Chicago. He went back to Chicago in 04 to 06 as a defensive coordinator. Went to Chicago, went to San Diego with the Chargers in 07, was a linebackers coach. Stayed with San Diego and was the defensive coordinator from 08 to 10. And then recently became an 11 to 19, the head coach of the Carolina Panthers, where he just came from. Now, like I said, as a player from 1984 to 1992, he was a player in the NFL. As a player, he won one Super Bowl championship in XX. He was East West Shrine Game MVP in 1984. The consensus All-American in 1983. Pop Warner Trophy. Won a Pop Warner Trophy in 1983. Pac-10 Co-Defensive Player of the Year in 1983 as a coach. Two-time NFL Coach of the Year. Two-time PFWA NFL Coach of the Year. And... One-time NFL assistant coach of the year in 05. This man has averaged a seven and a half sacks as a quarterback, as a as a as a player, nine interceptions, six fumbles, and one touchdown recovery as a player. His regular season as a head coach is 76, 63, and one. He's has he's averaging about a 500 season. And his postseason games, he's three and four in postseason, so he's below four hundred. He's below five hundred in the postseason. Career out, he's seventy nine, sixty seven, and one as a career coach in the NFL. So he's not a he's a real good coach. His win totals are more than his losing totals. His win totals speak a lot of volumes. You understand what I'm saying here, people? His win totals speak a lot of volumes. This man knows what to do with a defense. So if you thought the defense was real crappy this year, this man has a defensive mindset that is a genius. He's a defensive genius. His offensive game, if you've seen what Cam Newton has done with the Carolina Panthers, this, they, they went on a hot streak, went 14-0 and one season. 
was on a hot street with a young player. He developed Cam Newton and what he is today. Took a young man out the draft and developed him in the NFL. Took him underneath his wing in the NFL and developed him. Cam Newton wouldn't be the man he is today without Ron Rivera and that coaching staff down there in Carolina. Carolina has seen a lot of a, a, a lot of good positive things in Carolina. The Panthers was always in the talks when Ron was there. You understand what I'm saying here, people? This man ain't no pushover. He knows what he wants to do. He's a football. He has a football geniusness to him. I'm not talking Super Bowl. I'm talking playoffs. You understand me? I'm talking just playoffs for the Washington Redskins, possibly in the next coming years or however long he's staying here for. But it's time for Daniel Snyder to get the hell out of the way and let Ron go do what Ron got to do best. It's time for a change in D.C. And we have seen this change in D.C. happen today. It's happening today. And I want to see what kind of team he puts together next year because there will be a new, new team come next season. And all this defensive struggles that we had all season long is about to be over. A lot of players about to be moved around. A lot of players about to leave. It's about to be a new year for us next year, people. It's about to be a new year. And I can't tell y'all, if you're not on the train for 2020-2021 season, you better get on the train for the Washington Redskins. I'm not promising y'all that we're going to have a good season next year. I'm not saying that we're going to go undefeated next year, but I am saying that we might make a playoff run next year if Ron can get all the players that he needs. If he could put together this team next year and hopefully carry this team to a playoff. Win. First time in some years. Mm-hmm. I said it in years. You know, since the 2012 RG3 was here, we almost had a chance to beat the Seattle Seahawks in 2012. But RG3 went down in 2012 underneath of Mike Shanahan. And under the, the helm of Jay Gruden, went to the playoffs and lost again in the playoffs. 0-2 is not a good start for this team. Now, Daniel Snyder has not won a Super Bowl yet with this team since he's been with this team since 1999, early 2000, when he bought the team. Bruce had to go. You had to go. People been calling for your head for the longest you had to go, man. You had to go. And I ain't saying that, you know, I don't like when people get fired from their jobs. I don't like when people get, you know, they take food and money out of their pockets. But I hope you save some money. Because wherever you land that is, you know, it's going to be a good promising future for you wherever you land that or however you do land. I wish you the best of luck, Mr. Bruce Allen. I do. But you had to go. You wasn't making any difference with this team. You fired Jay Gruden, and 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 and, and, and you know you fired Jay in the middle of the season. You could have let Jay Gruden just ride the season out if he was gonna get rid of him in the first place. Let's see how the season may have turned out.
But you let him go. You let him go. So you had to go. I mean, not saying that that was a bad move. No. Bill Callahan took over this team and did run this with this team. We didn't go nowhere, but still had a chance to. We did wonders for the team. He taught this team a little bit of leadership. He taught this team a little bit of accountability. He taught this team how to fight and continue to fight as much as this team was already fighting in the beginning. You know, and it's things like that. This team wasn't playing for nobody. But you know something, though, too? Let me tell y'all like this. Greg Minuski, as a defensive person that he was, I seen you put up, where was the defense at? All this time frame beforehand, now that they're stepping up to the plate. A lot of players that came off the street, yeah, got them ready. Minuski got to go. Minuski had to go. He was not the genius that we all thought he was. Never was. He had to go. It didn't work. A lot of things just didn't work here in, in D.C. for you. It just was not working for you. And it it, it it's not that the, the, the players just wasn't responding to you. It was they wasn't responding to you. Coach Ron knows what to do with certain players. He knows how to make a defense better. Which is why Carolina had one of the best defenses in the league. One of the best defenses in the league. Since he was there. And there's one person in particular that I'm looking out for as of Black Monday and the Black Week that that is continuing to be. And why they call it Black Monday is because, like I said before, and I'll say this again, it's a lot of sad songs that Flower bringing in the NFL this week because, and I'm not saying nobody died. I'm just saying that the way because there's a lot of flower bringing because of the fact of the matter is people are getting handed their boxes and telling them to get out of the office. A lot of keys don't fit the doors no more. They had changed the locks because you've been fired. And they playing that small little violin telling you to get out of their office. It's time to get out the building. It's time to clean house from the top down. It has been time to clean house. Josh Norman is the guy that I was talking about. I want to see <laughs> what Coach Ron is going to have planned for Josh Norman. Josh Norman spent four years with Carolina playing under the head coach of Ron Rivera. So perhaps nobody in Washington in the Redskins locker room knows how Rivera would change the team's culture like he does. You understand me? Now, we all know Josh Norman got beat all year long in coverages. Where he should have been at and where he shouldn't have been at is, is the question above. Now, does that fall on a defensive player or does that fall on a defensive coaching? Now, this team has gotten a hell of a lot better since Josh Norman was on the bench at that corner position. Even though a lot of corners been getting beat. Don't get me wrong, but it's been a little bit of a better coverage system 
that has been out there since Josh Norman been on the bench this whole entire season. Now, I still think that there was some type of, it was something going on in Washington that, that just made him not want to stay here. I mean, not want to be on the field, not want to cover. But at the beginning of the season, I just didn't see that at first. I just didn't really see it. But Josh Norman is the man that is of the hour. Is he going to go or is he going to stay? That all comes down to the new head coach. If he wants to keep him, he got him out of there in doggone Carolina. Let him go. Now, Ron Rivera was fired by Carolina on December 3rd. Was expected to meet with the Redskins brass in Northern Virginia on Monday. Now, a deal was finalized today. He is the new head coach of the Washington Redskins as of today. And 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 and, and that does mean what would Ron Rivera have to say to this team? Can he develop Dwayne Haskins like he needs to be developed, like he did Carolina's quarterback of Cam Newton's potential? Can he teach this man how to run the ball? Can he teach him how to slide? Can he teach this run game? Can he get the run game keep going forward? Will Adrian Peterson return to us next year? Will there be a healthy Darius Geist next year? We all got to wait and see this. It's a wait and see game. It's a wait and see game for, for the Washington Redskins next year. I'm telling everybody this year, I don't expect the Super Bowl next year. I do not. But what I do expect next year is a playoff run next year. A playoff run next year. A competitiveness team, a competitive team next year. A team that's going to put up a fight on defense that will not let the Dallas Cowboys run all over us next year. That will not let the Philadelphia Eagles go deep on us next year. That will not let the Giants walk into FedEx Field. Again and demolish us like the way they did in their run game. 136 yards rushing is not on the market for us today. Come next year. Saquon Barkley would not average that many yards next year. I cannot see it, and I do not I, I want a change on that defensive front. I need to see a change. You got all Alabama people on that line. Deron Payne. Jonathan Allen, Ionitis, he's not from Alabama, but I'm just saying. I'm expecting to see a healthy Reuben Foster next year. Come next season, I'm expecting this. I'm expecting to see if they go get Chase Young in the second as the second pick in the draft next year. That add depth to that linebacking position. This man, and I'm going to talk about him coming up in, in the later days. I'm doing some homework on him. And, and, and when my co-host gets back here, I promise you, we're going to do, we're going, I'm doing a lot of homework this year, people. I'm doing a lot of homework. And I promise you all, we're going to get down to the bottom of who, who really is Chase Young. Because that is the number one draft pick that everybody's talking about the Washington Redskins is going to get. And I will give you all more opinions on that. Come next, come in the next shows. There will be a New Year's Eve special show. But we're going to get back on topic here a little bit, though. Like I said, 
I'm expecting a lot of things to change over in D.C. come next season. Now, like I said before, and I'm going to say this again, I know I keep repeating it. We do not expect a Super Bowl, but I expect changes to happen. I expect success next year. I expect the unexpected things to happen next year because you did something unexpectedly that I didn't think you all was going to do. I thought you all was going to be stupid enough to go get Marvin Lewis and bring Marvin Lewis to doggone D.C., which this man has not averaged any doggone Super Bowls in his lifetime. Now, I could be wrong about that, though, but nobody wants Marvin Lewis in damn D.C. I damn sure don't, and I know you damn sure don't. But that's not the point here. The point of the matter is that he ain't in D.C., Ron Rivera's in D.C., this defensive genius, and this man's going to go out there and get some defensive geniuses to come on his defense and make this defense better. He's going to make this offense better. And I hope to hell that he makes this off, um, that he makes this quarterback a lot better. Because there's a lot, a little bit of, there's a little bit of smoke that Cam Newton might follow suit to DC. There, there's a little smoke that DC might be seeing Cam Newton come at the end of this season, come January. That he might follow suit because he is a free agent at the end of this. He's a free agent this year. He is a free agent and he's going to be healthy. And if he follows Ron Rivera, that means some damage is going to be done in D.C. And Dwayne Haskins better get his boot laces strapped up because he's going to have a fight for a battle, a quarterback position come next year. Because not only do you expect to see Alex Smith back on the field probably next year, but I'm expecting to see Dwayne Haskins battling for that number one spot. I'm expecting to see Cam Newton ready to roll next year if he does come to D.C. or wherever team he goes to. I'm expecting to see him ready to battle it out for next year. Whether he goes to Chicago, whether he goes anywhere else, San Diego, Carolina, I don't give a damn where he goes. But he's going to be ready to roll next season. But my guess is there's a little bit of smokes and there's a little bit of talks about him coming to D.C. Now, I'm not promoting that he comes to D.C. because I want to see what Dwayne Hass is going to do. But I'm just saying that Ron Rivera has a lot of chemistry with one player. But Dwayne Haskins has a lot of chemistry with this front line. Dwayne Haskins has a lot of chemistry with this offensive wide receivers that we have. These young wide receivers, these young talented wide receivers that we have on our team. I'm expecting to see come next year a healthy Jordan. If Jordan Reed don't come back next year, I'm not going to be sad about it. I'm just going to tell you like this. Next, I'm, I'm just going to tell y'all like this. If I do not see... Jordan Reed on that field next year, I would not be sad about it. I am tired of hearing about Jordan Reed. I am tired of seeing Jordan Reed get hurt every doggone year, get a concussion, do whatever. Man, if you got to go, you got to go. It's time to clean house. It's time to get better. Vernon Davis, if I see you next year, I hope I do see you next year because you can stretch the field better than anybody on this team. Besides Jordan Reed, because he's young and he's healthy. I mean, he's young, and when he's healthy, he can do amazing things. But Vernon Davis, I tell you, I want to see you back here next year. It's time to get rid of old and get new. It's time to get younger out there. It's time to go out there and make a difference for this team. It's time to suit up and boot up 
and get ready for the future of this team. And this draft this year will prove this draft next year, come April, will prove that to everybody out there. That the Redskins are ready to roll. The Redskins are ready to set out there and do amazing things come next year. Come next season. Their Redskins are ready to go out there and and play in Washington and bring back, bring back greatness to FedEx Field. I'm tired of seeing FedEx Field empty. But people, the ordinary, he, he is making the changes that need to be made this year. He has fired Bruce Allen, and I'm expecting to see Doug Williams take his spot. I really am. The president of operations is Doug Williams. I'm expecting to see it. I'm calling it in, the, and I'm calling it in. But if Doug Williams don't take that position, which I'm expecting him to do it, to take the spot, you need somebody up there that's going to take that position seriously. Dan, you need to get out of player of operations. You need to get out of the way and let the new coach, let the new doggone president come and do what he needs to do. Let the new GM come in here and do what he got to do. Get the hell out of the way. Stay the hell out of the way. Nobody wants you downstairs. Stay your ass in the box. Drink your Mai Tais, drink your margaritas or whatever the hell you drink. Drink scotch and do what you need to do upstairs in the box. Because don't nobody want you on the field. You're not Jerry Jones. And we're going to talk about that later on down the show too. Because I got a lot to say about that part too. Stay ass in the box. Don't bring your ass down the stairs no more. Let Coach Ron, let the GM, let the president, let the vice president do with their job. Let them do their job. You get the hell out the way. Get out of the way and don't come back downstairs unless it's really time for you to come downstairs and say it's the time for another change in D.C. Don't you move this team to V.A. Keep this team right at FedEx Field and build it up again. I need to see FedEx Field like RFK Stadium was and we need to be kicking Philadelphia Eagles fans out of our building. Dallas Cowboy fans out of our building. We need to keep the doggone people Outside visitors that come to our stadium and rock our stadium because their team is on the field out our building. I need to see more burgundy and gold jerseys in your building. I need to see more things come about in your building. But until the day you make a change like you just did this year, like you just did today, that would never happen again. You would never see that again. It's time for a change. And Michael Jackson said it the best. We're going to make a change. And it's going to be once in a blue moon we, we, we see changes like this happen. I think Ron Rivera is going to be the, the, the head coach. and I mean, the head coach that takes us to the playoffs this season, next season. He's going to do it. He's going to make sure it happens because Ron don't want to get fired no more. He's too good of a coach to be fired like he was for Carolina. He had Carolina rolling a little bit, though. They was on the verge of doing things. He had Christian McCaffrey running the ball on an all-star season. He just didn't have his quarterback in the game that long because his quarterback kept getting hurt. It, it, it's a lot of things. He had a young quarterback back there. They, they just wanted to go younger. I get all that. But at the end of the day, sometimes you just got to say, look, 
it, it, to hell with it. Let's go do what we got to go do. And, and that and that'll be it. That'll be it. And 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 like I said before, this team is something special. This team has a lot of heart in them. This team has a lot of fight in them, but we need somebody to come in here and bring that fight out of this team and get it on the field come next year. So too much damn talent on this team not to be up and down the field on people. It's too minutes, it's too much talent on this team to be going third down conversions that had the lowest third down conversion rate ever in, in, in NFL in the entire NFL. We were the lowest. Not to convert on third downs, third and twos, third and threes, third and sixes. You can't convert? Fourth and one, you can't convert? Nah. You throwing the ball on the third and one? No. You need to be running that ball in there. You need to be jumping over. You need to get these running backs in play. You need this, you need this run game to start running. You need this quarterback to get pressure off of him. You need to open, you need to get a new front line. I hope and pray that Trent Williams is now getting his job secured in D.C. again and will sign back to D.C. And won't, now that Bruce Allen is gone, I do pray and hope that Trent Williams comes back and protects Dwayne Haskins on this line. I do hope and pray that, though. But I've been spending too much time on this topic, though, everybody. I just had to get that out a little bit, though. Um, we're going to continue on with our Black Monday, our Black Monday special here. As we roll down the line, we we'll change the topics here. Pat Shermer gets fired after just two seasons with the New York Giants. Yes, I said it. That Pat Sherman has been fired. And after just being two seasons with the New York Giants, the Giants ain't been nowhere since. Pat Shermer took over this team. And that is sad for Giants fans because Giants fans want to see something. Giants just got doggone uh, uh, Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones last year. And they still, they did, they had a little progression this year. They had some, you know, relatively good things going on this year. Their quarterback didn't show up. He showed up, but he showed out a little bit this year and shown what he can do. But since the Giants have had Pat Shermer, the Giants went 5-11 and under Shermer in 2018 and then 4-12 in 2019. New York will now begin its third head coaching search in the past five years. In the last five years, they're on their third coaching search. Since Tom Coughlin Won them two Super Bowls, though, but, and they fired Tom Coughlin because, you know, he was an old scheme fit and players aren't getting younger. They're getting older and he still played the same scheme fit, but it still kind of worked, though. But, you know, Sherman was never supposed to get the job in the first place. He does not have that creativity that he was supposed to have. He's just an offensive minded person. He has great talent at being an offensive coordinator. But he is not the leader of men that everybody thought he was. This team has sunk down in the drain ever since he took over. 
Come on now, you went five and eleven last year. You went five and eleven last year. You go four and twelve this year. The New York fans are done. They're tired of having losing seasons. They're tired of not being competitive out there on the field every season. They're tired of starting off slow. They're tired of being the slow starting team and start dragging along. They've seen a little bit of progression in Saquon Barkley and in Daniel Jones that could lead them to somewhere in a playoff run, maybe. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong now. It's a lot of things that you could do with this team. They got a little bit of weapons on that team. But like I said before, and I'm going to say this again, it comes down to your coach. It comes down to how you coach this team. Sherman, you just couldn't get the job done. You just couldn't get the job done. And that's why your tail was fired. Now, it's been reported that a lot of people are looking towards the Patriots offensive coordinator for a job and the defensive coordinator for their job. For the head coaching job out there in in the Giants state in front of for the Giants, they're requesting permission to go talk to the uh, Patriots personnel. Now I'm not gonna give you all that much information on it, but I'm just saying they're talking to him. You know, you about to lose Eli Manning because he wants to, he does not want to be in a backup role. He might post his retirement at the end of the season. The season already done anyway, though, but Eli Manning is definitely talking about retirement. Eli Manning is definitely talking about he's not likely to return next year because he does not want to be a backup quarterback to Daniel Jones. He never liked it in the first place. He didn't like it at all. He hated being a backup quarterback, but when he came in the game, he showed you everything he had left in the tank. Daniel Jones is one of them guys that took the role late in the, not late in the season, early in the season, he took over the role. Eli Manning had what, two chances or or a chance to play in the game and and he sucked at it one time frame and you, you just made a coaching change. Meanwhile, Dave Gettleman still keeps his job in New York. Giants fans are calling for the same change that they call for in Washington. They want to see something better in Washington. I mean, in in New York, I'm sorry. They want to see the same change go down the the way. The same change that you saw in Washington today is the same change that they want to see in New York. And we haven't even gone down a division yet. They want to get back to greatness just like they used to be. The NFC East used to be the top-notch division of competitiveness. Competitiveness. That's what they need back here in, in New York. That's what they want in New York at all times. Competitive games, good winning percentages, and a and, and at least a shot to say they almost made the playoffs run. Right. They almost made a playoff run. I'm no New York fan, but I'm just saying, I feel sorry for the New York Giants. I feel sorry for them. 
And I want to see that. I want to see the same competitiveness that I seen when they played the Patriots twice and beat the Patriots twice. When I seen Eli Manning do damage to the Patriots defense. When I seen that team defense and somebody was scared of their defensive front, their linebacker core. Only thing you wasn't scared of was their secondary because nobody knew what their secondary could do. Made a lot of bad moves, but a lot of good moves. Their secondary was always questionable. Now the whole damn team is questionable. But the only thing that you know going forward is, is that Shermer is gone. Daniel Jones will be your starting quarterback next year. And Eli Manning will damn sure not be the start a backup quarterback that you want to be for next year. These are the facts of the case here, people. These are the facts. This ain't no running the park thing that everybody was thinking about. These are the facts that come next year, I'm expecting to see the NFC East go back and reign supreme as dominance in the NFC. I'm expecting to see a different NFC East teams next year. I want to see that fire. I want to see these teams go at each other with fierce and competitiveness next year. Like I said, I'm not a New York Giant fan. I'm damn sure not a Dallas fan. And I'm damn sure not a Philadelphia Eagle fan. But I want to see the competitive nature that these teams, when they win at each other, they win at each other with fire. I've seen teams fighting for every inch and every yard that they played in Every single year. I want to see that same thing on the field next year. Because next year, somebody going to get rolled over on. And it damn sure ain't going to be the Washington Redskins. And I hope not. I pray that that's not going to be them. And I pray to God that it shouldn't be the Giants next year. Because they got a lot of talent on their team. They got a running back that can average five yards from scrimmage every time he hits the ball in his hand. You need to work on that team. You need to get them a coach that can coach this team up and be something next year. Four and, ele- four, uh, four and 12, five and 11 ain't going to do it. It ain't going to get y'all where y'all want to be at. It's time to make a change in the NFL. It's time to be the change that everybody knows you can be. Come on now, y'all. I'm not trying up here preaching for no reason. This NFC East is not competitive no more. And as I roll into my next topic, because the next topic is coming down the drain, is them damn Dallas Cowboys and how Jerry Jones has not still yet fired Jason Garrett. And I'm tired of hearing about the fake news going around this, the league this year. Um, today, it has not happened yet. Jason Garrett is still safe as of today, but I'm still waiting for work because it ain't midnight yet. We know he's getting fired, but when is he going to get fired is the question. Might come tomorrow at 9 o'clock in the morning. We don't know yet. But you damn sure report, I'm, I'm a damn sure report it once it comes out. And as that smooths me over to the Dallas Cowboys, before I get into Freddie Kitchens getting fired, as well as he damn well should have been fired, but I'm going to roll into the Dallas Cowboys for a minute here. Dallas, you had the best 
team this year. As nauseating as it sounds, you had the best team this year in the NFC East. Competitive team this year. You had Zeke the Freak that can average five yards per carry. Seen a losing season out of him. After he got that money, I didn't see a lot of Zeke this year that I saw last year, the year before last, and that's because they got tape on this man now. But even with tape on this man now, he still was averaging five yards last year. And the year before that, before you had the tape on him. I don't see that same fight that I saw before. I don't see that same competitive edge that I seen in Dallas. You got weapons. You got talent. And you still ain't do shit this year. You were accident waiting to happen and you did it. As my boy Stephen A. Smith says all the time, Frank, watch out for them Dallas Cowboys because they're accident waiting to happen again. Every damn year, they're accident waiting to happen. They make it this close and they get out of the, the way. They make it somehow, some way to find a way to lose. They lose every year. Get out the damn way and make a win. Now, you swept the Redskins this year. Fine, whoop de doo doo You probably swept the Giants this year. whoop de doo doo But come on now. There should have been no reason why you shouldn't have been in the playoffs this year. As nauseated as I'm saying this, though, but I'm not biased right now. But there's been no reason why you shouldn't be playing for the play. You should not have been in the playoff run this year. You got Randall Cobb. You got Michael Gallup, who was phenomenal this year. You got doggone uh, Cooper. There should be no reason. You got Zeke. You got a quarterback that can run the ball. There should be no reason. Hell, you had an easy-ass schedule starting out. But you're not beating the teams that you need to beat to go out there and win. You can't win against the 500 teams. You can't win. Every playoff team that you went up against this year has whooped your tail. Whether it was at home or away, they have whooped your tail that went in the playoffs this year. I mean, you started off good and you ended shitty. Eight and eight should have never took this division this year. Eight and eight should have never took this division this year. But it didn't, though. Now, did it? Because I believe the Philadelphia Eagles did damage enough this year to take a 9-7, which took the division this year. When everybody really thought that it was going to be an eight 8-8 eight season that was going to take this division this year. Somehow, some way, the Philadelphia Eagles clawed their way back in there and took the damn division this year from the Dallas Cowboys. When the Giants and the damn Gi- and the damn Redskins didn't do nothing this year to put up any fight this year. Okay. Excuse me, everybody. Against any team this year. Come on now, everybody. That's something that you can't you can't excuse that. You had this team beat dead to rights. And Philly finds a way to take it. For the second straight year, 
They found a way to take it. I'm sorry. For the third straight year, they took it again. They took it again. Because last year they took it. The year before last, they went to the Super Bowl and won it all. With a guy named Nick Foles at the helm. Then they did it last year again with a guy named Carson Wentz. Then he got hurt. Then he went into the playoffs. Now this is Carson Wentz's first playoff game ever in his career. Let's see how he goes in his playoff run this year. With not a lot of weapons on his team. With not a lot of people to do something great with his team this year. But for Dallas, you had every talent in the world to be successful this year. And you didn't take advantage of it. But that's okay. Somebody else did. With the lesser team than you have on your squad. And their names are the Philadelphia Eagles who are the NFC champions. That's why they're crowned the way they are. For the third damn year straight, they have taken this division. I'm tired of seeing it. I'm tired of hearing about the damn Eagles. Let's hear about somebody else. Now we're going to move right along, everybody, back to the Freddie Kitchens being fired. Uh, Freddie Kitchens was fired today from the Cleveland Browns. And Cleveland didn't do nothing this year again, too. Cleveland had the best team in the damn AFC on books. On the books. They had the best team in the books. But you can't tell me that that they didn't play they that they played like that. You had Odell Beckham Jr., you had Jarvis Landry, you had a team, a defense that was supposed to be scary. And you got carved up all year long. For you guys to end your season 6-10, and 10, that is embarrassing with the team that you had. Freddie Kitchens, you should have been fired. You had no locker room control. You had no leadership on your team. You didn't even know how to run a team this year. You didn't even know how to run the team. And, you, and your team was below average at quarterback position. Below average. You have nothing to show for this team. You lost three straight games to end the season. Three straight games to end the season. And you wonder why they're calling in for new people to come in here. Now, I've heard, now there are rumors out there that um, Mike McCarthy might be getting, a, uh, uh, is getting an interview with the Cleveland Browns. And might become their next head coach. There are rumors that are that are coming around, circling around that 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 that, that might be the good fit for them. McCarthy brings leadership. Seeing what he did in Green Bay, Green Bay went all the Green Bay went all the way with Mike McCarthy at the helm. Green Bay did a lot of good things with he did a lot of good things with a young quarterback named Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers was still a good quarterback. When he left and he got fired. Now, are we looking at the same Aaron Rodgers from last year and the seasons before? No, because time has developed on him. Time has gotten away from him, though. But like I said before, and I'll say this again, it's time. That's why it's called Black Monday, baby. This is the Black Monday special. Cleveland, y'all need to get your acts together. This quarterback, stop doing commercials. 
and, 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 and I'm so serious. Stop doing commercials. You have not proven anything that you could do commercial breaks. That you could do that you could be on a commercial. Your team is not performing as well as they should be, and you're down here doing damn commercials. Are you serious? Baker Bayfield, go sit down somewhere. Please go sit down somewhere and stop doing commercials and get your team together and try to go win something, brother. Because you ain't putting up no you you ain't doing nothing. You can save all your attitude talks, all your junk talking, all your smack talking and everything else that you're doing off the field in the interviews. Do something first and then talk smack. Put up some numbers, really good numbers, then talk smack. Win football games and then talk smack. Win something, damn it, and then talk smack. Win MVP and then talk smack. Until then, shut up and play football. Shut up and play football. Because everybody's tired of hearing your mouth talk trash about doggone other players or all the teams. And your tail can't sit up there and do nothing right for a change. Get this team to the playoffs. Be the leader of the team. And stop being a follower. Be that leader. And if you can't do it, get out the way and let somebody else do it for you. Let somebody else do it for you. Because you, 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 can't, you can't do it. You, you got doggone Nick Chubb. You got Kareem Hunt. All you had to do was play eight games and win eight games and let Kareem Hunt do the rest for you. He was eligible at the eight games. And you still couldn't find a way to put the best running back in the league last year. One of the best running back in the league last, last year. Before he got suspended for the season. Rest of the season, you had one of the best running backs in the league. And you still couldn't make nothing run. Still couldn't do nothing with the, with, with, with the run game. But that falls on coaching too as well. I mean... You had Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry, Rashard Higgins... DJ Montgomery, come on, man. You got a lot of good talent on this team, and you couldn't make it work. You did something in the preseason. Ooh. You showed that you was a little talented in the preseason, but that wasn't enough. It wasn't enough to show in the preseason that this team is talented. You showed too much and not some progress in the regular season. Time to get back to the basics, everybody. That's why I say this Black Monday. It's time to get back to the basics. How long will Baker Mayfield stay the quarterback of the Cleveland Browns will determine on him? That will be determined by you. <clears throat> Before we close out this show, everybody, I want to announce that Dobbins, the Ohio State running back, has declared for the draft. C.D. Lamb, wide receiver, has declared for the draft, the 2020 draft this year. Good, two good players, two good, two good offensive players are claiming for the draft this year. We're waiting on one more person to claim himself for the draft, and that is um, Chase Young from Ohio State Buckeyes. We're waiting on him to declare for the draft for the 2020 and exercise his right for his player. I, I mean, his uh, opted out of the season of being a. NCAA player to be an NFL player. 
So we're waiting to see that happen in the next few weeks or next year or however it wants to go. Combine coming up soon, people. It's time to get physical. Playoffs are right around the corner. And I'm saving the playoff show for this week. I'm saving that playoff show because I need to get down and dirty with the playoff show coming next year. Me and my co-partner, we need to get down and dirty on the playoff run this year. Because I got a lot of teams. I got some teams that that, that that are in the playoffs this year that I'm fierce about. I'm fierce that they're going to do dominant things in these playoffs this year. Now, he, he's out there getting information. He's going to come back, and he's going to come back stronger than ever. Back live on the show. And the debates will get hot on this show in 2020. The debates are going to get rare. I mean, get raw on this show. The debates will get hotter than ever seen before on this show. This show will be back in debate mode, live and in color. Now, um, I did have an announcement to make before I run off another topic for everybody. Uh, I was supposed to announce this at the beginning of the show, but if you all are staying with me at the end of this show right here, the announcement has been made. If you all can support my, if you all can support this show for as little as ninety nine cent, you can get a four. You can purchase a notebook for four dollars. The official Riddle Sports Show notebooks are out there for twenty twenty, and we're going to be selling notebooks on the show. Notebooks and pens on the show. Little notebook, little handy. Little take a note. You know, take some notes in. Got a calendar up there, a little something like that. Something nice for a prize possession with the Riddle Sports Show logo on it and everything else. And the name of the show and how you can find the show and everything else. If you can support the show for $4.99, you can pay $3 for a notebook. $3 just for a notebook and a pen with the Riddle Sports Show logo on it. Now... Here's the grand prize for everybody. If you could per- if you could support the show for $9.99 a month, you get a free notebook and a free pen. And I would know if you're supporting the show for $9.99 a month because your name will pop up on the on the board for $9.99 if you are supporting the show and you will receive either by mail or you can come pick it up or however you want to do it. If you can support this show for $9.99, we will ship you out a free notebook sent to your address with the Riddle Sports Show on it and our number one fan with a card involved into it as well. That's how you can get a free notebook if you support the show for $9.99 a month. That's that's the way we roll the next year for 2020. We're selling notebooks. Later on down the road, there will be some shirts being made. And we're still getting the shirt game on the on the road too as well, everybody. Shirt game is just in progress. We're trying to make the best design for the shirts. We're trying to get out there and make the best designs for you guys. And we want to make sure this these shirt designs go popular. I mean, get popular game and popular control over it. You know, we want to make sure that when you wearing the shirt, you wear it proudly. And when we get these nice designer jackets that you might can be able to pick up coming in 2020, because there's big things coming out of 2020. We want to get make sure everything is going the correct way. That's why you haven't seen the shirt designs come out just yet. 
That's why you haven't seen a lot of things sold on the show yet. But as I said before, and I say this again, if you can support the show for $9.99 a month, you get a free notebook and a pen. And with a, a personalized card, business card that's inside the notebooks for everybody to receive. Just for a little, it's $9.99 a month. That's all you got to support the show for. Hit that support button in the on Spotify. If you can't find that support button on Spotify, you can find that support button on Anchor app. And hit that support. Hit support the show. And do it for $9.99. All proceeds go to the Young Marines, scholarships, and everything else for the going forward. Come on now, people. It's 2020. People can be making a little bit of pocket change. I know you spent all your Christmas gear because we had our Christmas Day special on this show. But as I run a little bit of a topic, we're going to speed run this topic right here before we leave the show. Ah, What else is new in the NFL? We're waiting on, like I said, everybody, we're waiting on news to break about Jason Garrett. It has not come out yet, though, but Bruce Arians, is talking about doggone um, Jamison Winston, which I call him now 30 for 30. You threw 30 touchdown passes and also 30 interceptions this year. That ain't a good look for you, Pep Juice. It ain't a good look for you. And damn it, if I told you before and I'll tell you it again, you need to change your style up of play. And I don't have a lot of things to say about it, but you 30 for 30, but Arians... I, I, there's a reason why you got fired in Arizona. You do not publicly disown your quarterback in public like that. You don't publicly disown anybody on your team because of the fact of the matter that you're the new head coach. You talk about you win a game, you won games without him, and you won games with him. Can you do it without him again? Yeah, you probably can, but who cares? He's your starting quarterback. You don't want to lose faith in your starting quarterback. And he comes back to the doggone Tampa Bay Buccaneers next year. And he's playing on a different team. And he showed y'all why his name was Jameis Winston. And he shows y'all why in the hell that you would have picked him up in the first place. So as I said before, and I'll say this again, don't disown your quarterback. Don't do something stupid that you might regret later on down the road. Love your quarterback. Be faithful to your quarterbacks. And and let's let's keep it going, baby. Let's keep it going for next year. 2020, you need to rock out with your quarterback. If you're not going to rock out with him, then damn it, let him go and let him be free. But if you are going to rock out with this man for next year, then damn it, let's rock out with it. That's all I have for the show for y'all tonight, everybody. Thank y'all for listening to the show. I appreciate you all. Please hit that support button. Please try to get your complimentary notebooks for $9.99 a month. Please, everybody, please support the show. Thank you all. Thank you all for rocking with us for all of 2019. Season one will end in February after the Super Bowl. That is the end of season one. Season two will follow after that in start of the end of February. And... I'm proud of how y'all have done it for all of season one of the show, being on a podcast format. Let's rock out for 2020, everybody. And 
We're going to rock it out how we always do it, baby. This has been The Riddle Sports Show, y'all. I'm Mark, a.k.a. The Vet, and y'all been listening to the sounds of The Riddle Sports Show. Peace.